just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and, as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to Speaking of Influence, the podcast for speakers and professionals or anyone who wants to present with impact. Hosted by presentation persuasion coach John Ball. Remember to like and subscribe. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, there couldn't be an easier way to get started than getting started with Buzzsprout. They have all the tools and resources you need for starting a podcast and getting it out to all the major podcasting networks. Check out the link in the show notes and get your podcast started today. Welcome to the show and I am joined today by someone who is uh, an impersonator, a comedian, an actress and you better not mess with her because she will kick your ass. She is a boot camp instructor as well. She'll get you in shape, knock you into shape super fast. Please welcome to the show, Ione Brown. Hello everybody. It's really nice to have you here, and uh, and you know we want to carry on this theme of uh, of humor as a presentation tool and things like. That. And, and you have perhaps a, a more unique take on humor than some of my previous guests that you actually do uh, uh, impersonations of of people as well. Yes, so John, um, sometimes when we're having a conversation, a character might pop in. So please just be aware of that at any time somebody might come in and interrupt the flow of what we're doing so you can, I'm, I'm giving you the heads up all right i'm, I'm excited about that I, i'm looking looking forward dead, to that possibility but never forgot. Look, already i may be dead but i'm still here it's the iron lady just interrupting the flow <laughs> she looks a bit like queen elizabeth there though <laughs> Do beg your pardon. It was the in actual fact the queen. I did actually pick up the wrong mask. <laughs> but I, I it's it's I think nice. I've to... had quite a lot to drink, John, and I really <laughs> don't know who I am these days. You know, Megan over here has taken my grandson Harry, and I really just want to say off with her head. I'm so sorry. She's, she's been at the gin again, done. right? Hasn't she? She's been at the gin, like like mother, like daughter, I, I would say. <laughs> well, it all just went a bit funny for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are relevant characters right now. Like the time we were recording, like the, the, the new series of The Crown is out, right, on uh, on Netflix. And yeah. uh, and they've got, um, the, obviously, the, the Queen, which is the marvellous Olivia Coleman, and Gillian yeah. Anderson as Margaret oh. Thatcher. That's incredible. Wow! Absolutely loving that. So making making both of those characters incredibly relevant right now as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And there she is. I'll put the right mask on this time, John. All right. Do forgive <laughs> me. The Queen actually wanted to upstage me, but she will never do that. 
because I'm looking down from heaven. Yes, I am. And I know what is going on. All right. I, I'm pretty sure she's looking up from somewhere else, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic and uh you know what it's, it's almost like she was alive i almost feel like i, I like i can't talk about gay rights in school anymore and <laughs> i know i know <laughs> what a crazy world we're living in that's why humor is really important you know just to lighten everything at the moment it's so somber isn't it and just with the now pandemic more than ever. and now more than Everything. ever, yeah, yeah. In, oh, in, in our times of challenge and crisis, I think it's one of the only sort of saving graces that we have that help us get through it is our ability to Absolutely. laugh at things and uh, yes. and find yeah. humour. You know, I've got uh, I've yeah. got uh, a, a guest coming on uh, on my my live show very soon. Uh, by the time this goes out, she will have been on. But uh, you know, she's she's had major events in her life, stuff that most people be like, oh my god, I'd crack, I'd I'd come apart, uh, and yet mm. you know she. He's using humor as a as a tool to be able to to get through all these difficult things and yes. talk about them and laugh about them and, and cope yeah. survive as a yes. you know yeah. it's a very very much a tool for that and so yeah I, I believe humor is really powerful one of, one of the main reasons why I've wanted to speak about it with so many guests is because I, I believe it's a, a really powerful tool of influence and persuasion mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that's just about you know, persuading people to be in a better mood or influencing people to to be a bit happier in their lives and, and sometimes it's it's more it can go a lot deeper than that um but i i do think it's it's a very powerful tool and people you know if you can make people laugh i i think there is a, there is a lot of power there there's uh you know the, the create a, an element or environment of people trust people who can make them laugh people like people who can make them laugh and uh, and we want to Absolutely. we want more of them how how did you end up what was your journey into comedy did you find that you always were funny or or was it something that developed over time yeah I mean it's funny I was picking up on what you were saying about your life you know and I I mean I come from a very big family I'm one of 11 you know so having to fight with yeah with five brothers and then me being the first girl number six and the rest you know my sisters it was like finding my voice and finding who I was and then again at school it was just like because I came from a big family we were poor we had nothing everything was hand-me-downs everything was charity you know so I wanted to hang out with all the funky kids who had the latest gear and they were like good looking and hairstyles and didn't have geeky glasses and braces like me you know they didn't want to know me so I was that one that just always stood in the corner of the playground and and that's when I found my comedy I thought I had a knack, you know, back in the day. So it was Margaret Thatcher. She was one of the mm. first ones. Like, because of my voice is quite deep, you know, and it got down and dirty. And so I found she was one of the first, I know, <laughs> one of the first creepy, ones. How much that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was just, um, and it all stemmed from there. And I started to make people laugh, you know, and it was my happy place. It was my yeah. survival instead of standing in the corner and just being on your own, everything started to work inside your head, you know, and even in class, I couldn't have a voice. I couldn't, I could read, but I couldn't express myself. It was a painfully shy girl, you know, waiting to come out, you know, and at the time it was just, it was just Lenny Henry, wasn't it, doing impressions, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, 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 he was, um, he was very, very well known for yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and I just thought, 
and there was um going back now there was what faith brown faith brown she was doing oh my goodness i mean i'm going way back john I, you I'm giving are away going my way age. back. Well, <laughs> well, you're in the right room because uh, these are all people I remember as well. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I was lucky enough one time to meet Faith Brown in Guildford oh, and she was in a production of Annie as Mrs. Hannigan. She was so lovely, uh, such a nice lady. Yeah. But yeah, a great impressionist as well. And uh, yeah, so there, there were a few, a few very famous, prominent impressionists around that time. I'm sure there, mm. there are some others. And like, if, you, if you three names that I definitely would probably know who they are um but uh then it sort of seemed to disappear for a little while yeah yeah exactly and for me I just thought all I kept thinking about in my life growing up was how can I be different how can I stand out you know and I just thought there isn't like you know a black female impressionist out there you know so I started to fine-tune my act and put all the different characters back then. I mean, I'll let you into a secret. I actually met Bob Monkhouse. Oh, wow. <laughs> Comedy legend. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. He, they were auditioning at Quester's Theatre. And I went down just as me. I had a handbag, you know, and I had my glasses and all my props in there. And they stood and they were, what's she going to do? Is she going to sing? And then I came out with Margaret Thatcher and you could have heard the whole room just stop. They just stopped. And then I opened my bag. And then I opened my handbag and then then I went, hello, darlings. A little bit spooky, possums. And it carried on like that, darling. And it went on and on and on. And I was just like, wow, where did you come from? Anyway, to condense it. Sitting at home, mind my own business, the phone call, uh, the phone rings. My sister says, um, oh, it's Bob. Somebody called Bob Monkhouse is on the phone. <laughs> you what? Yeah, Bob Monkhouse is on the phone. Hello? Hello, Bob Monkhouse here. We'd like you to appear on Opportunity Knocks. What? Oh gosh. Wow. wow. So, but the downside was... They got out their book. I think it was John Junkin. John Junkin, was it? John Junkin. All these old names, you know. I can't remember the other names now. Um, anyway, lots of writers for Bob decided they'd write my my script for me, you mm-hmm. know, for the show. And big no. Right. I didn't so feel it. I mean, it wasn't me. It wasn't from the mm. heart. I'm realising that, you know, later on in life. Just be you. Do you. You know, somebody can't write what's inside your head. What made them go, wow, was it came from my heart. Do you know what I mean? And then to Mm. write, you know, um, words for me. I mean, I was just really young at the time and didn't know anything, John. I had nobody to say, don't do that or do this. I just kind of went along with it. Do you know what I mean? And kind of like epic fail. But it's made me now fine tune what I'm doing. And I had a child and so I put it all on pause. And so last year... I just thought, I'll go back into it. Do you know what I mean? I'll find different voices. And, um, well, Diane Abbott happened to call me, John, and said, you know, what it was. I'm with the Labour Party, but in my spare time, um, 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 well, yeah. Anyway, she's one of them. You know, <laughs> she doesn't know what she's doing. She's just like she. She got a phone call and she went to um, 
Yes, I went to Scotland and they told me I was um, trying to find lockdown. Sorry? Lock what? Lockdown? Oh, do beg your pardon. I seem to have got it wrong. <laughs> so, so she comes in and she does really like crazy things to do with mathematics and everything. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. as conversations with other people, they come in. And then um, <laughs> I quite like doing a little bit of Stacey Solomon. <laughs> she comes in. What's nice about Stacey? <laughs> she appears on Loose Women. <laughs> and she's a quite go at Stage way, young lady. I just think you're talking to you. Just try away your tie. I don't want to do one of them. A lot of people don't understand what that is saying for I'll slide down a so any, anyone outside of the UK who might be watching or listening is going to go, what the hell? Uh, but any, everyone in the UK is like, oh yeah, Janet Street Porter. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is like, what? Especially when you're doing Zoom meetings and doing comedy, you know, like, yeah, yeah. the Americans on they're like, who's there? You don't know who that is. <laughs> you know, she's got some strange, garbled voice, you know? Uh, I, 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 I love her on TV, but yeah, she, she's sometimes a bit, a bit hard to understand. It's uh, really, really weird, but my mum used to be good friends with her sister <laughs> years ago. No, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know uh, everybody, John. <laughs> it's, well, mate, Maybe a lot of uh, a lot of people, but uh, yeah, is uh, certainly never never really knew Janet. But we're, my mum was friends with her sister. What can I tell you? Um, small world is a small world, but, uh, but she's an entertaining character on TV. But a dis- such a distinctive way of speaking. What what is it with with impressions comedy that what what does it what does it allow you to do in terms of uh, how you present or what you what material you can use? I think what it does it allows you to tune in to what's going on now. So Janet, uh, Janet is prime example. You know, when she talked about something in, in Paris about Notre Dame, she said, she says outrageous things. And for me, I, I, I don't think, you know, any colour should, should define who you are. To, you should still be able to express yourself. It doesn't matter, all stick with black characters, all stick with black women. Well, then that just puts me in that box. I don't want to be put in that box. I want you to know that I can do these characters and I'm not, I'm not, um, being insulting or derogatory or being racist. It's just tongue in cheek, you know? Mm. And I just think it's about time you should be allowed to be you. Do you know what I mean? Everybody else is doing it, you know what I mean? Like Lenny Henry was doing white characters. So I thought, well, darn, I'll, I'll do white characters. Do you know what I mean? So if Stacey says something in the news, I'll jump on it and do that. If um, Samantha from Sex in the City was having a real hard time with Carrie. We know um, Bradshaw, they had a very bad falling out, didn't they, John? So they're not talking anymore. But anyway, hmm, mom's the word. And sometimes she will go down to Brixton and try and find her Mr. Big, <laughs> you know, and just go, my, I met a man called Junior. And I said, is that a gun in your pocket? Are you just pleased to see me? I didn't realize it was a real gun. And it's just, just silly. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just banter. It's you, just you can have some like fun we with know, it. just, yeah, have fun with it and try and make light of what's, like I said to you, really quite, serious you know and um the the um dominic cummings and i i would start some of my sketches with good evening good evening 
Good evening. Headline news. Oh, the comings and goings of Dominic Cummings going to the castle and anyway. And then Trevor might go over to his political correspondent, Ms. Diane Abbott. And then and they say he could get away with because he can say anything. Trevor can say anything. Yeah, you know, absolutely. so these are quite hard voices for me he, to do. Yeah. <laughs> but he's an, inst- he's an institution <laughs> in himself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He could just say anything and make it sound wonderful. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, yeah. yeah. There just are certain things. voices you just love listening to. I- I'm curious. I mean, do you find that sometimes you, you feel like you get an insight into how those people think as well when you're impersonating them, when you're kind of embodying them? Yes, absolutely, because only certain characters can say, for me, certain words. Like Trevor wouldn't talk about um, maybe something that Janet Street Porter might or be a little bit, mm, this is like, I'm Stacey Simon. Do you know what I mean? It, it, certain things, as soon as I hear them, I think, that's Trevor. Trevor would absolutely say that about the news. It's topic, it's now. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then and then something, somebody like, so anyways, Whoopi do here. She could talk about Donald Trump all day long, but you know what? What is there to say now? He's gone. Thank God. And good luck, Biden, because you're going to need all the luck you're going to need, my friend. You know, so she can straight away go into the American market and just say anything. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like I know straight away when the news comes out, sometimes there's nothing. Sometimes you've got to just make it up and just whatever. Do you know what does, I mean? Does it, yeah, yeah. Does it sometimes almost allow you to say things that you wouldn't say because uh, because it's through <laughs> it's through them? It's like you've kind of made it. Yeah, but this isn't me saying it. It's them saying it. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right, John. That's exactly. It's like it's sometimes I say I'm the lady behind the glasses. You know, and sometimes I will say when I'm starting my sets, my friends say to me, whatever you do, I only don't make a spectacle of yourself. Introduce the glasses. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's behind. She's a little bit shady. And all these like Tim Vine isms. I love all of that. Play mm-hmm. on words. And you're absolutely right. I think that that person years ago that was hiding behind all these voices is still here. Because I'm a different person. When I put on the glasses and become this character, it's not Ione, <laughs> it's Stacey, it's Janet. They can get away with it because it's not me. Do you know what I mean? You're absolutely right. And I found that out. That's why I do it. Yeah. You know? And it was great doing stand-up last year because I was the only one on the circuit. And when I finished, I went, didn't, ex- didn't expect that didn't expect that (laughs) and and that's a lot of comedy in itself isn't it like uh, going outside of people's expectations in itself is uh, is a good source of humor yeah absolutely if you can why not and that's Mm. why i don't say i don't do stand up i'm not a stand up oh you know that's not me i want to you to come on a journey with me do you know what i mean and take you you know and sometimes i'll have like a a remote control and I press the remote control and I go, what's on television? And I'll go, here we are on Gogglebox. And our Gogglebox's are Miss Piggy, hey, Miss Piggy, and, and Kermit the Frog, you know? And then they'll have a conversation and go, hey, Miss Piggy, what? Oh, I wonder what's your princess and the frog. Shut up, frog! I'm going to watch Peep and then Peep too. 
it'd be Frank's legs and it goes on like that, you know? So sometimes you'll be watching Goggle Box or sometimes I'll get the audience to a bit of EastEnders and, and they'll come in and I'll, oh, oh, she's old now. I'll dot my comment and show her. She's gone, she might be doing something else. So, you know, EastEnders might come in and you'll have a conversation with Dot and maybe, boy, all talk like that, don't know, Dot. Do you know what I mean? Who be the talks out there? And then you go, Bill, Sharon, shut your mouth, you slip. <laughs> isn't, isn't there i mean almost i don't know it's, it's almost like an, an advantage because like even if your audience doesn't know who you are they know who your characters are there's a familiarity already built into what yeah. you do which is kind of genius <laughs> in it's a way different. it's like yeah yeah people people they, they don't need to know who you are they they know who all the, uh it's people in the uk sure uh, people outside the uk may be a bit unclear on some of the characters but uh, pr- probably even in the us they know what east enders is and they're familiar with yeah. the old cockney accent kind of thing that's uh, right that's right all, right. <laughs> all the characters are like, all right bruv yeah you're right bruv yeah have yeah. a cup of tea all right <laughs> and then Sharon, she's just all, yeah, Bill, why, Bill? And it's just, even some of the other characters that are coming in, in the hairdressers, they all talk, they all talk like that, don't they? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Do you know what I mean? All the black characters, they all talk like that. It's just hilarious. In, 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 South, in South London, all, all right. All right, passes the whole conversation, really, doesn't it? Yeah. All, all right, yeah, all you all right. right. Yeah, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I see you later. See you later. No, it's not see you later. Slider, <laughs> But I, I love that, and uh, it's it's really really fascinating. Like, do do you ever step into these characters, particularly not just for creating your comedy, but to to just change your view on a particular? Like, I wonder how they would think about this and and be able to step into it. Do you find you can do that? Yeah, absolutely. It's just um. Like, for instance, you might have um, Gemma Collins, you know what I mean? It's been on dancing and ice and I'm a sleeping, getting me out of here. And she kind of thinks that she's quite brainy, but she's not really. So she might be talking about a topic and completely go, of course, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I think she thought she was on falling on ice, right? <laughs> oh, no, fell flat on her boobs, didn't she? Oh, I don't know. And thought people were watching because of her. You know, she's just in a different. Do you know what I mean? It's just so, it's just so different. Like, um, yeah, she just believes she's somebody else, and she's intelligent, and we all know that. <laughs> well, when you look at who she hangs around with, that you can see why she thinks that. <laughs> so. I know they make her believe that she's the diva. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Great, isn't it? It's so different. It's a it's a it's a unique style of, of comedy in in many ways, but I think it really opens up a lot of possibilities because there there is a such a, a high level of acting. Like you, you don't just and you're not just talking about someone else; you're being them. Um, that, that must take a lot of work. I mean, how long does it take you to get a voice, or does it depend on on who it is? Yeah, it depends because <clears throat> when I was doing. Maud Simpson. So she's he's kind of like that, and she's like, oh Homer, Homer, Bart, and she's with a croaky, and she Bart, oh mm. no, and then yeah, ma, Bart, 
yeah, Ma, what do you want, Ma? You know, because he's kind of easy to do. Yeah, okay, you have a cow, man. Oh, Homer, when I was doing her in the kitchen, I suddenly thought, wow, if I go down like that, make it a bit more like that, Whoopi Goldberg, damn, came out. So from Marge Simpson, went straight into Whoopi Goldberg. And another one I was trying to work on, Sean Wallace from The Chase, Lord knows why I was trying to <laughs> do I just can't, couldn't do him. But when I was doing it, when I was doing Sean Wallace, I ended up being this wonderful lady. Do you know who she is, John? She just left the earth. Hello, it's me. Mm-hmm. Yes, big, one, two, three, big. She's just left. I don't get you, Katie. building and the little one, the little one. She's well, quite little. Come on, come on, come on. She's little, little. Sandy who? Sandy Toxic. Thank you. Sandy Toxic. So I don't get a lot of UK TV, so I might be a bit slow on some of this. Oh, John. <laughs> <laughs> living, living in Spain, I'm not, I'm not up with everything that, that, uh, that's oh, on right. UK TV. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, Sandy Toxic, of course. Yes, uh, she's... I, uh, like, I wasn't attempting to be her. I was just attempting to be her. When I heard it, I was like, oh, right, it's her. Oh, yes, indeed. Mm. And it was just, just when you think you can't do somebody, for some reason... Trying to do somebody else, you find in your throat or your nose or whatever, in your head, another voice comes out and it's fantastic. Like I was watching Ronnie Ancona. Oh, and yes. she was she was doing she was doing Paloma face nose. So I thought, oh I can I can do her. She's quite she's, she's quite coochie, isn't she? She's always like, you know, talking with her mouth like that and really, really funny. What if we have done something, John, for the unmute? Yeah, uh, there's there's men dri- digging up the pavement outside, and I thought I would try and mute that down a little bit. Yes, yeah, so do you know who she is? The singer. I do, I, I do know her, and and, and that's a, a you know she's 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 very like childlike almost in the in the way she speaks. It's uh, <laughs> I sometimes do things with the lollipop. <laughs> she's got a really funny laugh, and she's just funny, isn't she? She's got a heart of gold, really. Yeah, I, oh, no, I, I love her. Yeah. Yeah, but if you think about it, she almost sounds a little bit like Dose Pasquale, didn't she? I both got the same kind of voice, didn't they? Not, not too dissimilar, yeah. So, so some people's some people's voices lead you into realizing you can do others as well. That that's quite quite that's something. Absolutely, yeah, silly. Yeah, voices. But some like sometimes you do just find some voices just don't work for you. Yeah? Oh yeah, sometimes you think, oh no, don't do that one. That is just not happening. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But I like to um, sing as well. So I just thought, oh, who could I, I could do singing? I thought, ah, let me try and do this one. So I'm going to sing for you, John. Right? Not a lot, just a few words. You can try and think who she might be. Okay. okay. You might want to clo- close your eyes. Okay. Close your uh, eyes. They're closed. Try to say goodbye and that show. <laughs> try to walk away and I stumble. No, I try to hide it. It's clear. My world crumbles. That would be Macy Gray. Yeah! That was a nice one to do. Yeah, that one I, found, I love Macy I found quite easy, you know. Yeah, again, yeah. I think for me, the more quirky, because again, she's almost like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Do you know what I mean? I find those voices quite easy to do and to sing like her. 
and then you get everybody in the audience singing with you. It's just wonderful. And they're allowed to go, yeah, basically great. Do you know what I mean? It's great. That's great. You know, one of the things that, um, I mean, you'll remember, because we're, we're clearly from our conversation earlier, we're, we're of an age where you're likely to remember things like Although we don't look it, we don't look it. Well, Come on, smile with you, <laughs> you certainly have weathered the years far better than I, I think. Uh, but uh, you will probably remember a show like The Fast Show. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, whilst it wasn't really impressions, it was characters. It was all characters, yes. so it was you know, all different voices. But but uh, a lot of the time, it was kind of the the same sort of sketches over and over. You, you pretty much knew what you were getting week to week, but yes. there would be small variations that just made it yeah. really really funny. Uh, and yeah. but it was that to to some degree, it was that um, the familiarity that made it so well loved at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, essentially, it was a show of catchphrases more than anything else. And every character to had their own uh, their own ah, catchphrases but it but it was <laughs> you know for for people who loved it you know, really really law following um but it was just one of those you, know, you could just step into it at any point and just feel like you knew where you were uh, and i think yeah. that's what, one of the things that you, you know with impressions you, you can do that it's like you step in and you just you know where you are and uh, yeah. you, you you can relate to to who it is and it's uh, it's comfortable it's uh, yes. and, and it's easy so so that's great for being able to have instant connection with your audience right yeah absolutely and it's nice when they get their character sometimes like you said they you know if it's a different audience maybe they're european or whatever that was that but the majority of the people do get the character so, and there's loads in there there must be at least two or three you will know do you know mm. what i mean and it's like you've got will i am i might i might do um tom jones you might just go yeah did I tell you? And you done, and then you'll go into Will I Am, who's got bonkers glasses, and then somebody at Palomo Faith when she was on there, on there, you know, and just um, just make it quite relevant as well. So you've got your base layer, so you might start with Stacey and go on to Loose Women and whoever's on there, and then bring in another show, and then cut to the news, and then maybe have the advert go compare. Just, 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 just keep going, 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 and then. Another thing I like to do is I'll say, um, heaven, I'm in heaven. And I'll maybe go upstairs to heaven and maybe Bob Marley, Bob Marley's up there, Jara, the fire, you know, may come upstairs for a little bit of peace and quiet. And then, and then maybe Amy Winehouse might, you might just say, I'm in here, my Winehouse. And she says she wants to go back to black. And I said, no, no, no. You know, make it clever, play on words. And then there's the one she call herself, um, Mavis from Carnation Street. And I said, Mavis, why you know? I don't know. I mean, no, you don't know. You know, and just, just who who would he bump into, you know? And maybe Scylla Black. Surprise. No, 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 Scylla Black would be, surprise, surprise, eh? I bumped into Bob Marley on the way to the canteen. <laughs> I asked him if he wanted a donut with jamming. <laughs> it's just what we're doing. And people, sometimes people are like, oh my God, she's, she's taking it there. And sometimes like, wow, you took it to heaven? And Amy Winehouse <laughs> was there and Mavis. And what would it be like? And you, the Iron can, Lady would be yeah, there. Expand, your, expand your repertoire. Is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bring them back. 
Yeah, well, why not? But it's all intending. So you can really, you can really create a, a chain, really, between all these very unrelated people, potentially. So you, you can make it make sense and be a lot of fun for people. And again, yeah, exactly. A, so, so, I mean, the, perhaps the way you create your comedy is maybe different from some of the other comedians who, who I've spoken to are maybe more... Um, they're a lot of the comedians I talk to are like uh, storytelling kind of comedians. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. yours, yours is much, uh, perhaps again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are stories there as well. But, uh, but when you're creating or putting an act together, it's going to be like what well, you know, what you look, what's going on. You see who's going to be relevant to that, and uh, and be able to give these sort of perspectives or funny perspectives from those characters' uh, eyes and mouths. Yes. And it's nice if you have your, your, what would start it? Who would start it and what would they say? And then you get it from there. You always have your bit of paper and a pen or your voice recorder. And you just get all these bizarre ideas when you're out or you might see something. Ah, yes, that has how I could start that, you know. And it somehow it starts to link. And like I said to you, when I started doing stand-up, for the first time last year, you know, like March, April last year, it was amazing. And then it was like, I was going to do all these shows, you know, mm. newcomer, blah, blah. And obviously, you know, lockdown, you know, but it gives you time to fine tune what you're doing and do a few Zoom meetings. It's not the same doing Zoom comedy. It's not the same, but, yeah. you know, hey, you know, you're still doing something, you know. And it was just like I started off doing five minutes and I was so scared, John. I nearly said I can't do this. My voice just went. I just dry, knees knocking, all that. I just, I can't do it, I can't do it. Well, I, I think you that's know? one of the one of the main reasons why I wanted to ever even take a look at humor and comedy and, and start talking about it on my show was because it is one of those areas that a lot of people are terrified of and uh, mm. uh, and mm. scared to even go near. And and I know, you know, okay, my my sort of side of things is very much public speaking and presentations, but they're they're not exactly a world apart. They're both they both involve getting up on platforms and speaking to people, uh, and yeah. sometimes for very similar intentions. So you know they're they're very closely related areas. Um, but the thing is, as a public speaker, uh, people don't necessarily have an expectation that you're there to make them laugh. Uh, so that's just an added bonus. Whereas you're up on stage as a comedian, people very much have that expectation, and there's a lot more pressure with that because this yeah. is a you know was it Groucho Marx said you know dying is easy it's comedy that's hard right yeah absolutely it's so difficult and don't forget I've done opportunity knocks and I've and I failed for me I failed because I wasn't able to be me you know so all these years later it's summing up that um courage and bravery again because you need a lot to stand up there and don't don't forget you've been knocked you've gone out there and you've done this thing and you've been knocked so I don't I don't want to do this again it really crushed me I couldn't do it so all these years later to do it again and to go I can do it I can do it do it and then she's like now it's your turn I only number three is gonna be thinking oh my god the the, the realization of you're actually going to do this again remember what happened you went back to how you felt when it didn't work no 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 this is new this is a different new you can do it Mm. you know and when I heard the first chuckle and the first laughter that was it and the feedback from the host was like, you started your first two characters, he said, and you brought Whoopi Goldberg in. He was, she, for me, was one of your best ones. Leave her till the end. Leave mm. her till later on. 
Give them the thrill. Little, small, 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 and leave your best ones, really. Bring in your good ones, but leave your till the end so you leave on a high, you know? Yeah. And then yeah, when, when he, yeah, when he saw me, I think six or seven months later, he came up to me and he went, wow, you are a different person. From the first time I saw you, he said, what I liked about you, you enjoyed yourself. You were enjoying yourself and you slowed down. Honestly, John, I was, he goes, you don't let people wait. You go into Palomo, into, 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 into. That's just nerves, nerves, energy. He said, you slowed it down. You enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And well done. Mm. And then the last gig, I think I was up to 15, 20 minutes. Lord knows how I got up. In nine months, I got up to 20 minutes. That is not bad. I was yeah. so proud of myself, you know? Yeah, so, um, people are like, oh, 20, 20 minutes doesn't sound like a lot. It's a lifetime when you're on stage. Yeah. <laughs> 20 anything. minutes to yeah. keep people's attention span yeah. and keep them laughing. Because at some point you think, but because it was so different, you know, it was actually a top hat in Luton, that's where I was. And okay. it was so different. It was just like, can you do this one next time? Because, you know, you're doing things, people that we know, and next time... Do a bit of um Shirley Bassey golfing, so you know I thought golfing and I made like that. Hello, darling, put her in there. You know, just just yeah. it's just endless, John. It's so exciting because a bit of music. Shirley Bassey, I've met several times. <laughs> I'm the darling. Oh, really? You ready to meet Shirley? <laughs> I could tell you. I could tell you. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that on focus. I could tell you a story about Shelley Bassey, but I might have to tell you off, off air. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. okay I might okay. get into trouble if I <laughs> if I make it public. Wow. But but she, I loved her, and, and it's nothing. It's nothing bad about her, but but she might not appreciate it at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I love it. So so when opportunity knocks you over, you have to dust yourself off and get back up again, right? Oh. That is a great thing to say. You're welcome to it. It's, it's my gift for you. Opportunity not oh, to over love and you get that. back up. That is so good. <laughs> that is so good, John. That's brilliant. Oh, oh I'm, I'm glad. I, I have I have my moments, you know. Uh, yeah. One, yeah one, at good, least yeah. one, at least one an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But th- this is such an important part, and I think it's one of the reasons why I admire anyone who will get up on stage uh, and give comedy a go, and, and certainly anyone who's stuck with it long enough to get good at it and be able to get their audience's laughter, because it does take time to get that, and it does take commitment, and it does take yes. the failures and the knockdowns. Uh, but you know, like anything, you know, uh, one thing that. Um, speech coaches and, and presentation coaches and, and comedy coaches will say as well you, you have to get the stage time you have to get on stage as much as possible and yeah. uh, and it's it's ultimately the practice that makes you good uh, it's not that practice makes perfect practice is something that that continues to make things can, can, continues the improvement and allows you in six months to go from being at one level to rising up uh, you know potentially to a much higher level uh, i saw this um just uh, was it this year yeah this year in a public speaking competition one of the guys from my club here in valencia uh, was competing in, in spanish uh, but i mean I, I can understand enough and uh, and i saw him do the speech at club level uh, for the club competition and he won he won with that and rightly so it was very good and he practiced it i guess 
quarantine was a benefit to that but he had practiced it really well whilst he's in quarantine and then when he delivered it at the next level at the area level of competition um he really knocked it out the park and so he went up to the next level from that but he deserved to but it was again because he had practiced it because he'd stuck with it and improved it and polished it um he had risen up to a level that uh, that was miles above where he started out and and for for all of us that's where you have to start but but you know, comedy is the one that we're more afraid of. If we're doing something that's like a humor speech or a, a comedy, uh, a comedy bit, uh, uh, you're, you're tight five or or even you're tight twenty. Um, you know, you, you're getting up there, and uh, and it's a, a much higher level of vulnerability because you know you, if you if you do a speech that doesn't co- go so well, you know, you maybe gonna. Um, sort of thing well you, you'll move on from it but you do a comedy set that doesn't go so well and, and you know that everyone there is going to remember that it bombed as well so yeah. th- there is so there is a, a lot of pressure because nobody wants to be remembered in that way and, and that's yeah. one of the hardest things to get over but so so and it's interesting that you say sort of say you kind of had an experience like that and it did actually set you back a bit um but you you did eventually come back and thank goodness you did and you did eventually come back mm-hmm. from it now now that you've done that do you feel that you know that's something that uh, is easier to to get through now you understand now that it's uh, not 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 always going to be uh, the best gig you've ever done it's not always you're not always going to have the best audience you've ever had and so so some of your experiences maybe aren't going to be as uplifting as others but you carry on absolutely and i think what i learned but don't forget i was so young john i didn't know anything And I just wanted to run away from home. I was thinking, how can I do this? And it was just, you know, I found this act. I put it all together, got a great response. And it was taken from me. And you will do this. You know, it's just like, do this. We think this will work for you. And if you don't now and you think about it, how could I possibly do read these words from this from this script when it didn't come from me? When you don't know who you are. If they give it to me now, absolutely. If they wrote it now for me now, knowing who I am, the person, I could make this script come alive. You're a different person. You adapt, don't you? But when you're yeah. young and you don't know, and it's all just all surreal and crazy and going at fast pace, you didn't have a prayer. You know, so what I, what I learned now is to stick to your guns and be honest and true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, I got spotted, you know, um, linked, somebody found me like you on LinkedIn and um, I was asked to do Britain's Got Talent. So, yes. So I've condensed it all down to you. I got through to the final stage. I got on that X. I met YI, the Geordies. I met them, you know. And I went on the London Palladium. Simon and Alicia, they were all there. Amanda interviewed me and said, well, why, why are you here? And I said, well, if I don't do it now, Amanda, I will never do it. Everything went just so well. I mean, Simon was the first to stand up and just oh, said, fantastic. wow. He said, the only one I didn't know was the, the little Hobbit one. I said, oh, you mean put on her face? And he went, yeah, then he didn't, didn't know who she was. I said, everybody else knew she was a silly old man. That's the only one he couldn't quite get to grips with, but everybody else went, wow, why hasn't anybody... Anyway, it was just like... And then he stood up, and then every single one of them stood up, and then the whole audience stood up. And now, John, I wish I could have... Yeah, I wish I could have just taken a picture or just videoed that clip and played it to everybody. And I was so excited. I was like, wow, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. (laughs) You never got to see it. 
you never got to see it. No. No, yeah. And then it's like, you know, you hear about things and, you know, this one got the gold ticket and this one got blah, blah, blah. But he remembered you. And so, but you know, what? it made me want to do it even more, which is why I started doing, you know, the the stand up. I just thought, well, if Simon Cowell stood up and went, wow, and gave me a standing ovation, I must have something. And the feedback he gave me was do more characters, maybe bring some more music in. Do you know what I mean? Make it every around the world, go around the world, see who act more. Yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. Fine yeah. tune it. So I took that from him. It doesn't matter if I didn't. Well, I was gutted, a little bit gutted that he didn't get to see me. But sure. you know, from him to say that to me was like respect. You know, I, I amazing, amazing yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah. Again, I, I was so nervous. I nearly didn't do it. Again, the throat went and the legs went. Yeah, and I said of to the yeah, the, the stage director, I said, what if I can't do this? What if I might get a brain fail? I, I fail. I, he went, well, you just breathe and you go again. He said, it doesn't matter. I said, but it does. And when I stood there, when I did it, when I, when I got four yeses, John, it was just like, oh, more boys. <laughs> Me? Oh, I didn't know try to walk off. I was just like, you know, it was yeah. just amazing. It's the kind of moment you wish you could bottle and oh <laughs> yeah yeah honestly priceless priceless moment my brother was there and um, you know he just he said i was crying because i was crying at that moment i was crying because it was just like it couldn't have gone any better yeah you know? and, oh um, well that's fantastic like moment now, yeah it's just my, just my a shame it never in. yeah just a shame they, they cut it and then didn't, didn't continue on but uh but yeah, yeah my but, time will still... come my time will come john I yeah well, you, you, you keep days. going but again, yeah. this, is, this is another thing. This is this is life. You will have those highs, and you kind of maybe even have expectations that, all right, well, look how good this has gone. What comes next? And and it's not, isn't still not guaranteed. It's still, yeah. it's, it's still in the case of, okay, well, that's this is what should have happened next. This is what I think yeah. should have happened next. And yeah. and look, this is what has happened. And, and that's a bit deflating as well. And again, you have to pick yourself up and keep going yes. through that, uh, and yes. and just keep loving what you're doing and doing it for you and doing it for yeah. your audience. So you know, that, that's, yeah. this is these things are just as true. In in the world of public speaking as as in uh, you know, being on stage for for i guess any reason it's like the most mm-hmm. important things are do it do it for your audience and keep going no matter what keep going because you yes. love it you know absolutely uh, I, I, um i i could i could even talk to uh, in podcasting like if you went and watched uh, or listened to my very first podcast episode or one of my earliest podcast episodes it's it's almost a different show i mean yeah it's still me and you know it's only a year or so ago but um no, the the conversations I have now, the the sort of flow and the comfort that I have in in being able to talk to people and sort of you know, get more into the habit of being able to really listen well and sort of think, hmm, what do I want to ask them next? Uh, and not always be just be thinking about what's my next question. Actually, just have a conversational flow and really listen to people. That's still something I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting better at, and, and hopefully mm. we'll still continue to get better at. But I, I know there's a big difference between where I am now and and where I was when I first started my journey into podcasting and and so there should be and so there should be yes and uh, I think like you said you must if you really have a passion for something you must you must continue if that drive and that ambition and that hunger and that passion is that you must continue because the day you stop might be the day and time that something amazing (laughs) amazing yeah 
<laughs> love but group. This is this is the Might thing. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. The podcasting is like uh, I don't make any money from it. Uh, I'm not famous because of it. Not that I want to be famous, but um, you know, it's uh, it's because I love it. I, I love having these conversations. I love the people yeah. like yourself who I get to chat with and and have fun times, learn things from people, get insights and uh, being able to see different perspectives of the world or you know, just understand things in a new and different way. It's it's such a joy to be able to do this and something that I never even would have thought before doing it that I'd really love. Like, I remember trying to start a podcast about 10 or more years ago uh, and it was just me by myself and, and it wasn't very interesting or exciting and uh, podcasting really wasn't so much of a thing and so it just didn't... Before your time, like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I didn't stick with it. I had uh, what they call now pod fade. I, I did maybe four or five episodes and then, then quit. And, uh, and and I, you know, now looking back, I wish I'd stuck with it. But you know, that that's just the way it is. But now I love it, and I am sticking with it. And uh, but you know, I sometimes do talks and, and presentations about podcasting. Not that I'm an expert in it, but you know, I'm doing it. And uh, and always afterwards, people come and ask me about monetizing their podcasts. And I'm like, man, I'm not saying you can't do it, but if that's why you're doing it, you're better off not doing it. Uh, because yeah. this is a labor of love kind of thing. And, yes. and I would say that with with generally with speaking and with comedy and, you know, performing arts in general. It's like, yeah, you, of course you can make money doing these things. But if that's why you're doing it, you're probably, you're probably in the wrong job or looking yeah, at the wrong absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Definitely. If that's going to be your first thing, I want to make money, I want to be a reality star, it's not going to happen. You've yeah. got to do it because it's, because it's truth. You know, it's truth. It's something you believe in inside. It's your whole being when you're standing up there speaking, you know, making people laugh. You know, remember, I was this geeky, insecure, painfully shy person growing up. And to sit here now and just be very expressive and animated to you. I just think it's amazing. And I just want to let people know to keep going. If that's your dream. What was his name? Felix Dexter. Do you remember Felix Dexter? Bless him. God rest his soul. He's no longer here. A comedian he was amazing he, he was in the real mccoy i mean the real mccoy and programs like that vaguely, very, very, very vaguely I'm very, yeah very very black black orientated they should bring yeah. it back now i'm telling you and i bumped into him when he was on the circuit i said this is something that i want to do you know i really feel he looked at me and he went if it's something you truly believe in with your heart keep going yeah. don't stop you must just keep going he goes yeah. go for it and when he passed away, I thought, I need to just do this. I need to just do it. And it's wonderful. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I, I'm not big into talent shows, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I'll, I'll watch them, but you know, it's, it's not really, yeah. uh, not something I love that much, uh, with the exception of yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race. But, um, you know, it's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but sometimes but sometimes you know i see enough clips from these things and see that there are major talents out there but there's also a lot of people who go on these shows and i, I used to certainly when all that stuff was out pop idol and all that, I, I was really into it but um you know I, I maybe just had a bit of fatigue on the on the genre in general but uh but sometimes uh you also see people who clearly really love what they're doing but maybe don't have the talent to go all the way on those sorts of shows or they're, or they're just not there yet. Uh, and I think maybe uh, I'm sure I've heard some people from who've like, been judges on these shows saying before now about uh, you feel like you're saying no to somebody is actually you know, really 
cutting the head off their dreams kind of thing and that thing that they may actually stop doing it because of that and there's like no, no one's saying stop doing it just saying either right now or in general you may not have you may not have what it takes to go all the way and that may just be right now or it may just be that that's just how it is but if you're yeah. loving it that should be the reason to keep on doing it anyway yeah. you know so, and yeah. and i think we sometimes sometimes forget that it's like somebody's just loving what they're doing and having the best time yeah. we we put too much emphasis on you have to be at the highest level to uh, otherwise why bother you know if you're not the world's best singer but you love singing go and sing you know you may, you may not be able to you know you may not be a multi-million selling platinum artist you may not be adele or taylor swift but but go out there and sing anyway and, mm, ju- and just love absolutely. what you do and and stuff if you make money for it make money some other way if you have and, and fuel your fuel your hobby your passion and do it yeah. because you love it but i think too often we just don't do these things as you said because uh, because of judgment or because thinking we have to be better than or, or get yeah. to a certain kind of level or we just don't have the knowledge yet or the experience yet mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it's, it's hard to do that so that's why i have a, a, a huge level of admiration for for people like yourself who've stuck with it and who've gone on yeah. and performing because i know how much you have to get through psychologically to be able yes. to to get Absolutely. up on the stage and do that it's a, it's a yeah. big thing and not every, yes. not everyone has that mm. and people are the, and people are the worst things you know they will be the first to crush your spirit mm. <laughs> that wasn't funny you're not good why do you want to do this anyway and you can take it on board and just go away really disheartened or you're gonna i'll turn around and go you you gotta take the mic Take the microphone, take the microphone and do what I did. Now I suddenly go into a different persona and say, I know I'm good, okay? Yes, in a matter of time. I'm not to have a laugh and joke with it. I think I've got balls. My balls are bigger than yours. I know they are. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to listen to what you say. And it, you know, it drives me on, John. It drives me on even more, you know? And the nicest thing about doing it, I now sometimes do ADR work, which means like, you know, if you watch like the long song or, the James Bond movie or something, they were background Atmos voices. Mm. I sometimes am called to do that now. So I fill in, I go to the studio and it's like, they show you a scene and I go, what would they be saying in that scene in Jamaica or in South London? You might be South London, do you know what I mean? Come and get your tap and pairs, come and get your stuffy red dress over here, boy, come on. Oh, so, and they're all about, you want to Jamaican accent, you know, and I go, right, Lord of mercy, I'm planting a dumpling and breadfruit. So whatever the scene requires, mm-hmm. you've got to really improv and deliver, you know. So it's really nice that sometimes, this is good money, you get well, you, gigs, yeah. like, gigs like that, you know. So you just I, don't I must know, admit, I mean, yeah, you, you, generally, you generally just kind of look at what's right in front of you most of the time right, in yeah. life. And, and yet there, there's all these other opportunities that can come from Absolutely. that. So even, even if you're, like you say, a, a lot of the time, a lot, a lot of people who are making the biggest money in, in um, some mini showbiz and arts uh, things are, are not the people in the limelight. Um, Absolutely. You know, yeah, Behind yeah. the scenes. You know, Miriam Margolis, love oh, her. Love her, yeah, what? yeah. Oh my god, I'd She's love amazing. to meet her. I, I oh, have met her. Yeah. But, but her voices, her voices for adverts, you know, she's all over it. She's all over it. I'd love to do something like that. Do you know what I mean? But just to be able to just go in and do the little bits that I've done, yeah. hello. You know, it's amazing. Amazing. Uh, I have to tell you, um, when, when, I, when I did meet her, and it's hilarious, I, and I love it to bits. Uh, she's she's incredibly eccentric as well. Just says uh, it. She just it, says it, doesn't she? Oh. She's she's. 
I think she's just hard not to love because of it. You know, it's like yeah. one of my favorite team it's TV moments. Yeah, one of my favorite TV moments ever is her and Will I Am on Graham Norton's show. That was just oh. gold. Yeah. That was gold. Yeah. And I know they I tried remember. to recreate it again, but it, you know, the second time around, you know, it's like it was one of those magic moments, uh, and they tried to sort of force it again. But when I met her, <laughs> she came. Uh, I was introduced to her, and she said, uh, "My name's Miriam Margulies, and I'm a lesbian. Are you a homosexual?" <laughs> I love her. Did yeah. you see her? On, she was on something the other day, and she was in America. So she was in South America, like that. And there was this really big guy. I mean, he's obese. And she looked at him. She goes, "You're fat, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> must must have been news to him. He probably never realised before. <laughs> she, she was just this little stool, stool, and he was just like that big, and she couldn't see the stool. She, well, I don't look like you, do I? She goes, wow, you must have eaten some food to get that size. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, seems to, she seems to be low on what we call filters, right? <laughs> she there just, she no just says it. There's no filter. She's very entertaining because it? of it. Yeah. And a very you talented lady as well. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. I love her. Because she's it. she is primarily a voice artist as, as well, oh. I think, isn't she? She does so many voices yeah. for for commercials and things, like that. and a lot of the time you wouldn't even know it's her because she doesn't always do them in her voice. Yeah, yeah. But she incredible. turned around. She said she did the flake one. You know the flake. She did. You I know, remember she did Cadbury's flake. caramel. She was the yes. bunny for Cadbury's caramel. Oh right? my gosh! She yeah. just knows where to go. Yeah, you know? and you can. I think if you just work at your instrument. You can get to places that you just think, wow, I didn't know I could do that. You know, Sarah Millick is another one. She goes, quite I love Sarah. I love her. Champion. When I met Ant and Dick, so I was sitting there. I said, why are you, Phyllis? And I said, oh, it's Sarah Millick. And I said, hi. When I came off the stage, they were champion. I said, champion. And it was just so excited. She goes quite high, didn't she? She's down she there. But when she gets really excited, she goes up there like that, you know. So I like her. I like her. I like her, like her humour. And she, she's a great... She's a great comic. I can I can well believe it, but that, that that's a, a a real treat as well because you know when uh, you can do someone like Sarah or, or someone like Whoopi Goldberg, um, you know you, you you have access to a whole load of possibilities for where you can go there, especially someone like Whoopi Goldberg, like such a versatile. Um, oh my God, performer herself as a stand-up yeah. comedian that she's an incredible stand-up she's a great actress she's an amazing performer she's a, an amazing tv host and she has all these d- aspects to her uh which are which are just wonderful you know she's she's almost like let's say chameleon would be the wrong word but i mean she, she's a, a what they call in the business a, a, a multiple threat or a triple threat oh. i think you know, she, she can do so Absolutely. many different things and she does yeah. them really well and uh, so you, it gives you as a as a performer who can impersonate her a lot of possibilities for where you can go, like any of her films or any of her TV shows or stand up stuff. I know, John. That's why I say, you know, I'm just passing through, giving you my point of view because she's on a program called a point of view, you know, and she's got to act together, sister act. And you put like innuendos in there. You can go anywhere. You can talk about this. You can talk about that. You know, there's a reason and every season for watching Whoopi. You can get her to sing. You can be very clever with your um, the characters that you do. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what I think is amazing. Whoopi can sing. 
Diane can do a rap, you know, um, man's not hot. So yeah, you, I don't know if you know that two plus two is one. Mine is like big nasty. I don't, don't know if you knew, know that song. You don't know it, do you? No. Well, I got Diane to do it and just get it all wrong <laughs> with Matt. It was just like, and when I do that on the stage, it's like, ah, my God, it's Diane. Oh, she's doing, oh, she's doing the rap. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, they got it. When they get it, John, it's champion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 it's wonderful. I mean, when it comes to actually creating your material, um, do, you, do you sit down and do it or does stuff just come up as inspiration or what's your what's your strategy if you like for for putting your act together i think i think i would get i've got the basis of it i've got a few things that i can draw upon but i think okay what's in the news who would say what you know or i would just have to like sarah millican was doing a tongue twister you know i said she suddenly was going to go on loose women but before i go on it i've got to do a tongue twister because they said no profanity sarah so no profanity is in the tongue twister so i got her to just go peter Piper, picked her peter oh and she started so, no, no i'm not swearing i'm not really swearing <laughs> cut it out if i am but don't don't apologize because she does it's, swear a lot so I tried to it's, an, it's an adult to podcast we're all good <laughs> oh shit then so anyway she, she was trying to be really like calm and then it all just went like oh who gives a shit anyway and look, i don't want to be a bloody loose woman you're a loose woman it's me and so it suddenly went, then I was like, where did that come from? And I think this is what it is, John. Yeah. I met a group of people last year, again, on my, on the grounds that do improv, extreme improv. Mm. So I joined this band of merry people and we went out and did the Camden Fringe and did this Aylesbury Theatre. And it was just amazing because, again, I just thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Is my brain going to be quick enough to do improv? And again, I found out I could bring, especially when they did the um, impression section. Well, I was just waiting. That's, that's your section, yeah, yeah. That was my bag. That was my baby. So, yeah, yeah you know. Improv, yeah, improv is just one of those things that the more you do it, the more you get into that way of thinking. Same as anything. It's like if you want to, if you want to write comedy or act comedy or perform comedy, you have to get into that way of thinking and you have yes. to practice that way of thinking. Yeah. It's the same with anything. You know, if you're doing uh, personal development stuff, again, it's a way of thinking. There's there's aspects and, and stances you need to take. If you're doing political commentary, again, you know, you find your voice, you find your perspectives. Um, but with, with experience, you get better at doing that. Anything you want to get better at doing you have to practice and improv although we think it should be spontaneous uh, takes a lot of practice it takes a lot of experience to get good at doing those things and you know, we, we, of course we have people there are people who make it look really easy and they make it look spontaneous like they've just got up on stage and oh i just come up with this which is which is what you should think but it's not not true because they, they're actually very well practiced in that and they can pull all these things together and say i remember that thing let's do that and and, and or, or a variation on on stuff you've already done is is a very particular way of thinking that requires a lot of practice. Spontaneity takes a lot of practice. Which seems yes, it does. You know, it's a, it's an oxymoron, but it's true. Yeah, my best my best claim to fame was when we did um, Aylesbury Theatre, and we were told that um, Tony Slattery, who, whose line is it anyway, was in yes. the audience. Oh my gosh. Anyway, it was like, give Ioni a character. Duh, duh, duh. I think he shouts, no, somebody's shouting at Mary Poppins. I give her Mary Poppins to do. And he goes, oh, what would Mary Poppins be doing? Tony Slattery doing drugs. 
what? Mary Poppins doing drugs? And the guy who was hosting, David, said, he looked at me and went, you don't have to do it because Tony's a little bit drunk. You know, you don't have to do it. I am. <laughs> and I said, I, said, I said, John, no, 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 no. I already know what I'm going to say. So I was like, <laughs> I, so I was just like, just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. The medicine go down in the most delightful way. And I was like, yeah! He came down and went, you, he said, he did this. And he said, you were the best on the stage. And I took that. I thought I'll take that, that. That's a genuine compliment for someone who's so good at improv. I, oh. I, I used to always look forward to the whose line is it anyway when he was on because he was one of those ones that you knew he was going to be a bit naughty <laughs> every single time. Like and he, he would, still is. He would go there and he still is. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he sort of... Um, well, he seemed to sort of disappear from, from the comedy scene for, for quite a while and stuff. But I, Oh, I, we had I, a bit of a terrible time. Yeah, even yeah. Though, you know, you, you know the story. You just, you know, yeah, I have some, some, like, some um, idea about it, but, but uh, just a very, yeah. very clever comedian and improviser. Oh, and, uh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't care that he came down with no shoes on, had bare feet, <laughs> a bottle of, you know, alcohol, just completely out of his. But he chose me as one of them. He did a scene with us and he went, I'm going to have a new nurse. And he said, it's going to be an important minute. I was like, oh my gosh. So I've got a picture of me on the stage of Tony Slattery. I mean, really? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I don't care. And another, know, another one of those moments you want to bottle, really, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> John. I, you know, and, and, and the thing is, if you don't do these things, how will you know all these little rainbow moments, these little golden nuggets that happen to you in your life? And yeah. you just think, did that really, like, when I did, when I did, um, um, Britain's Got Talent it was like I woke up and went did that really happen when I met Tony Slattery and all these moments did it really yeah. wow I mean wow. you've met Amanda Holden I mean I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Amanda Holden <laughs> no John she met me darling let's get it she right met... she met me darling <laughs> Nothing against Amanda Holden, but yeah, you know. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anything, John? Be careful. <laughs> but uh, that's really cool. But those are priceless moments. I know from my own journey. Like, if I didn't, if I didn't do that, there are so many amazing people that I've connected with. In fact, some some of the people I've connected with through my show, I, we've ended up becoming really good friends. And and all of this stuff would never have happened if, if I hadn't been doing this. And some of the people who said yes to being my guests are people who I never would have even dreamed of approaching without without having the premise of please come on my podcast. <laughs> and it, and and you know, I'm I'm because it's not it's not about me it's about my my audience and hopefully you know delivering great content to people that's that's my goal and um, i find i don't have an issue just going and asking people who i would otherwise probably be oh i can't really ask them why or not and yeah, yeah. what am i gonna say kind of thing is like yeah, yeah. i just no it's for the show let's just do it and uh, and, and i do and, and so, yeah. of course, some some people say no, or some people say, "Well, you're not right now. My schedule's busy." And some people say yes, and, oh. and of course, that's that's always that's always great. Uh, and but you know, it's, it's, there's also been some really priceless moments. So say, you, you follow you follow the things that you you love in this way. You're going to have the, those are the riches. Those are the experiences that really come with it. And hopefully, money comes as well. But at some point, but uh, but you know, if, if you're doing the things you love, you're already rich. I think. You know. 
absolutely. Definitely, you know. And I didn't tell you that my background, you know. <clears throat> no, so anyway, I got some Scottish in me, you know, John. So when I do Billy Connolly, I as another one they like. You think why? Why is she doing Billy Connolly? Because I like him, you know. And my roots are Scottish, so I put him in there and say, the great, 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 great grandfather, you know. But it's just it's just watching people. I, I had a like, feeling that you had Scottish roots. So <laughs> It's the norms, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have Scottish ancestry myself, actually. It's, it's, you know, I do. Wow, I, well, there I do. you go. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, my, my uh, great-grandfather was uh, a lord or, or a laird, as you say. Uh, in, and so uh, I, I guess I, I've still, I still haven't found out, but I know there's a family tartan somewhere. We'll, we'll check that. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think I'm related to Billy Connolly. That would be really cool, the big Ian himself. It's, uh, again, amazing, amazing stand-up performer, although now, and sadly, I don't think he's really, really able to perform anymore. But, uh, but he's been an absolute legend, uh, I, over the brilliant. years and, uh, and, a new, and, and a new straight away here you do <laughs> your impression as well yeah yeah <laughs> uh, fa- fantastic I, I i love this stuff i mean uh, this is a very you know, very different type of performing to to some what i talk about but i think if you can do an impression and you can make it relevant to what you're doing why not bring it into any kind of presentation it's probably going to add a bit of humor it might be something people aren't up aren't expecting i mean sometimes even even a not great impression can still work uh, I, I don't really i mean i i i'll do voices sometimes i don't really do impressions like you didn't come at miss piggy earlier like when i was young i think i could do a decent come at the frog but now i think it would just sound weird okay i'll try this is going to be terrible probably but and it's the muppet show with our very special guest star miss piggy Yay! Oh, look at you! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's that old wolf. It's like everybody. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, they were def- definite I favourites. I, 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 loved, I loved when they when they brought back uh, when they brought back the the Muppets for a bit as well. It was a bit hit and miss, but uh, but some some there was some comedy gold in there as well. Uh, yeah, there I'm, was. I'm, I'm, <laughs> It's, uh, Fuzzy is just one of those characters I'll always love, but uh, pigs in space and things like that. It's all just iconic, oh. iconic memories uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, what, what wonderful just show. brilliant. Yeah, mm, absolutely brilliant. Just, uh, it's like, that's why I love doing, you know, when I've got all these mad characters around me and, you know, you've got like, yes, my lady, you know, good girl. Parker? Yes, my lady. Parker? Yes, my lady. Do you know what I mean? It's like Parker and I like, just have this stupid conversation and it's like, and then, and then, oh, Parker. And then maybe later, maybe Lady Penelope. Parker, where did that boy? Lady Penelope goes, Braga. <laughs> and, then, and then Parker, kiss me ass, me lady, you bum my clad. And then he switches and goes, you some lady. Parker, you some lady. And he just lo- loses it and goes, kiss me ass, me lady. <laughs> That's what. The black audience love it when I just go ragger with ladies. Ragger with white. That's great. Come your way. I love that, and that—that's a lot of fun as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a lot of fun. You just, 
you play around John with stuff you know I, I love this because because what you do is joy and and it and yeah. it's fun and, and yeah you know, sometimes that's exactly the reason for just going out and doing stuff and and, and if if anyone gets a chance to come and watch you perform I, they definitely must take it up. I know I'm going to look out for you when I'm in the when I'm next in the UK and things are when you're allowed to do performances because it's, it's fun and it's joy yeah. and it's a, it's a delight and silly, um, yeah. yeah 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 we love love to be entertained and uh, it's uh, it's been such a such a joy chatting to you let me look at what would be some some words for i guess from the conversation we've had maybe for people who are just thinking about wanting to to do this and saying i'm not really sure if i can i don't know if i've got it in me or what, what would you say i think you know what carpe diem seize the day seize the moment you don't know whether you might have an opportunity to actually do it. We didn't think we'd have this pandemic and everything would be shut down. So the longer you're just thinking, ah, maybe, no, no. You've got to, your head has got to say, I'm ready. Yeah? Yeah. So get yourself ready. And when your head goes, you know what I can do, have your material. Have three minutes, four minutes, however. Just have something and believe in it. Have the conviction to believe in what you're going to say and do it. It doesn't matter if you get knocked be ready for the knocks, you know, just rise up and do it again. So, yeah. so do it. Cause like I said to you, you don't know, you might never get a chance to do it, you know, cause I thought I was going to be doing all these gigs and then further down the line, nothing, you know, all yeah. this, we have had to cancel, we've had to cancel, but at least yeah. I started John, I started the ball rolling, you know? Yeah, I, I know that just recently there's been some, so I, I won't go into too much detail, but there's been some things you know, going on around my own life uh, with pe- people I know where there's just been a real reminder that you, you mm. absolutely have to seize the day. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed and, and you, yeah. you really do have to go for it now uh, and just don't hold yourself back. Stop worrying about what other people think and, and go and do it anyway. Have fun, enjoy your life because yeah. we, we, as far as we know, we only get one shot. <laughs> so, uh, so, so one, one shot. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One and that's, on my, that's my mantra, you know. Seize the day. Not all, not all. Look at what happened, Robin, Robin Williams. You know, what an amazing yeah. talent, and it's like incredible. Yeah, incredible. You know incredible comedian and, and an incredible actor as well i mean uh, the Amazing. guy just kills it with pathos in his movies as an absolutely huge huge fan of him and and his uh, whole body of work such a sad sad loss and i think we all we all kind of miss him as well very much but uh, yeah yeah amazing guy only it's been it's been a real joy to speak to you and it's been a lot of fun and, and probably one of my most ever entertaining ever episodes as well and so i know people are going to have a lot of fun with this i'm looking forward to putting it out and um and i wish you every success i hope the gigs start coming flooding in very soon uh, and I, I certainly want to come and see you perform when i when i get the chance as well i think you're yeah, an absolute treasure and uh, and thank you for coming and being on my show thank you john god bless you thanks for tuning in and happy christmas hey remember to like review and subscribe if you're on apple podcast it's really easy to leave us a review whilst you're here why not pick up a free copy of my new ebook the five key beliefs of bulletproof business speakers available from presentinfluence.com if you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who would make a great guest please contact me john at presentinfluence.com 
same place to go to download the ebook. Look out for more episodes dropping over the holiday period, a few extra bonus shows to keep you entertained. Whether you're on lockdown or free to roam, have a very happy Christmas from Present Influence, myself, and everyone who's been involved in the show. Wish you a very happy Christmas, a wonderful new year, and let's have more great conversations and a really fun 2021. See you very soon.